Hi, welcome to the 11th episode of Two Friends with Nothing in Common. My name is Manuela, and I'm going to start with a quick story about how Andrew and I have nothing in common. So the other night was Monday night, and we were going to a Springfield Cardinals game. And we sit down in the seats, and Andrew goes, So are you, like, going to pay, pay attention to the game? And I was like, Yes, that is why I came to the game, so I could watch the game. And Andrew said, Oh, I only go to sporting events so I can talk to the people around me. And I looked at him and I said, do not talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, so the thing is, though, everyone, the point, not not the point of life, but the the point of like having friends and stuff is to socialize with them and talk to them. But people don't realize that's the point. People want like no. A, people if want you're a, going to a sporting event, like you're paying money to go see the sport. You're not paying money to talk to your friends. I'm not done talking. People I don't care. <laughs> people want a change of scenery, and then that's that scenery is the outlet for the conversation. Stop. So I'm willing to no. to go to different no. areas, different settings and scenes to have these conversations. No, you know what? I'm done and, with you. <laughs> All right. (laughs) So uh, this is the part where we do our weekly recap. And uh, I guess it's a little bit more than a weekly recap because it's been a bit. But don't worry. I'll just give you the highlights of my past month. I won't bore you with the non-exciting stuff. Actually, I'm going to go first. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I went to... uh, the O'Fallon Brewery in Maryland Heights uh, a few weeks ago, and the reason why I bring it up is because we had one of their beverages um, back like in episode four or something like that. Oh, cool. And, um, do you remember what it was? I do not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I remember being shocked that it was in Maryland Heights. And uh, it was a nice place. It was kind of like in a warehousey environment. Uh, things were decently priced, and the beverages were good. Um it is newer, though, so it doesn't have that, like, flair that, you know, some of those older, like, bar restaurants have. But it, it was very good, so I'd recommend it. a bar it. snob. <laughs> um, Just kidding. No, and I went with uh, my high school friends, so that that was good. Um, and then, in addition to that, uh, on that stint in St. Louis, I went to a wedding. Uh, my friends, Jocelyn and Brandon, in Newtown, which, if you're not familiar with Newtown, it's a planned settlement uh, in St. Charles County. Missouri, and uh, it's very similar to Seaside, Florida, which is where the Truman Show was filmed. So, like everything, like looks very pristine and perfect. Um, and you know, it's you got these like primary and secondary colored houses uh, with the porches, and looks kind of beachy almost, uh, very picturesque. And so, I enjoy going there a lot in high school with my friends, but I never actually been to a wedding there, so that was really cool. Wait, who was um, your plus one to the wedding? Uh, you were. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Manuela was gracious enough to go with me. Um, but no, it was really cool. Uh, Jocelyn and Brandon, they, like, have a very retro style. Like, their taste in music and, and like, uh, movies and things like that. So, like, the bridesmaid dresses her mom made all of them. And, like, they looked really cool. Um, like, 1940s era or something like that. But then, also, uh, like, during the wedding, like, all the songs, like, they were all, like pre-1980 or something like that maybe even before that which i appreciate um but then also one more thing about the wedding uh the first dance like you know how people like make the first dance is like really emotional like the first 
dance as like a couple, like a married couple, then like the mother uh, son dance and all that. But like they were like super upbeat and they had like this choreographed fancy thing. Um, and then even when it was like the bride and her father, like they were like getting really into it. Um, it was good. I, I liked it when people like make those like kind of not depressing, but you know, like really emotional <laughs> things, like something exciting. So it was like a nice change of pace. I really, yeah, I really enjoyed the wedding. I enjoyed seeing them. Um, I think the dad really stole the show. He did. Yeah. <laughs> he was my favorite. Yeah, no, I don't he's even great. know any of the people at the wedding besides Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the fun part about weddings. You know, you just gotta meet different people <laughs> oh. actually that's the worst part about weddings but you know <laughs> um but no it was a good wedding i really liked it um and the third thing on my list the day bed so oh my gosh <laughs> sorry go on so me and my roommate craig uh the guy from the star wars <laughs> episode uh we had another roommate who got married this past summer and he left his bed at our apartment because he's like i don't want this like do you guys want it we're like we don't know and then we're like, we can use it as a second couch. <laughs> so we had, like, for a while, we just had, like, the this, like, bed in our living room, like, up against a wall. Like, no sheets or anything. We're like, okay, we got to do something with this bed. <laughs> and so then there was, like, one day where we, like, went to, like, Target, Kohl's, Walmart, looking for these pillows that were, like, just the right price. Because they had to be big enough to, like, you know, comfortably lean against and stuff. Um, and finally we found some at Walmart. And, um... The one on South Campbell has everything you need. Mm, it's debatable. <laughs> everything you need right there. Um, but they, yeah, so we got some pillows there. And then, you know how couches, you have, like, armrests? Like, we couldn't, like, we weren't going to spend, like, $30 on pill pillows or whatever you call those things, those pill-shaped pillows. So it just so happened that Craig had pillows. these 20-pound bags of I rice mean. that we just, like, smushed on the ends of the mattress. <laughs> And we just covered the pillows because we weren't going to spend more money on oh pillowcases. So we just got like a sheet and we covered the pillows and then the rice bags. And it's like formed like one of those giant like college student pillows. Um, <laughs> you spent too much money driving around town trying to find those pillows. You just bought the pillow-shaped pillows, boy. But no, we need the big ones too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, it's called the day bed. So it's it's been a nice addition to our apartment. Uh, it's kind of comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's not. There's not enough backing on it. We need more pillows, I think. But you know, let's first things first. You know, <laughs> we'll we'll build our way up. Uh, and then the last thing I'll talk about is uh, I went to St. Louis a second time and I had a mini Scooby-Doo marathon with some of my friends and that was good and refreshing um, just to go back to the good old days. And um, we ended up critiquing them in what will be the second special of this podcast, uh, which I'll post like a month from now because we have an agreement every seven episodes, so... But, yeah. No, good times, good times. <laughs> nice. Nice recap of your life. Thanks. Um, yeah. I feel like it is new to me to hear... Well, it's not new to me to hear these things, but... Also, we haven't done a podcast in a while, slash hung out in a while. Yeah. So, we're getting back into our <laughs> groove of being in Springfield together. Every week! <laughs> okay, anyway, um, so, yeah, my weekly recap, which is a little bit more than a week... Um, since our last episode was when we were in Asia, um, yeah, I spent, like, the first couple weeks going from Springfield to Waterloo, spending time with my family, 
spending time at my church and stuff in Springfield. Um, Silver Dollar City is always great. If you don't remember, I used to go weekly. <laughs> now that has ended because I got a new job, which is an eight to five job, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, it's an accounts receivable, which is exactly as fun as it sounds. Um, yeah, I like math and I like numbers, so I really like this job. So and as in, it's a good thing. It, it is, it, yeah. Fun. Okay. It's just funny because, like, you have that stereotypical, like, accountant where, like, it was a big deal today because, like, one of my coworkers said a joke and, like, we all thought it was funny. Um, but, like, <laughs> I mean, but I say, like, six words a day, which are, like, okay, thanks. You're welcome. I'll get right on it. Like, <laughs> and I wear, like, my business casual all over the building and... Mm. Um, yeah, I work at Bass Pro headquarters right now. Um, super exciting. Super legit. Yeah, like official. Um, I probably won't work there forever, but also who knows? Like, why should I even say that? We'll just see what happens. Um, but also one of my highlights, uh, like this past month, I guess, or like July, um, was our friend Jazz's birthday party. Uh, we made a trip up to Edwardsville. That was fun. And it was like a mini EA reunion. Uh, so, woo, what up, friends? Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, that was fun because it was, like, we just spent seven weeks with those people and then we didn't see them for, like, two weeks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, her party was fun. We played games and had some snacks. Levi brought that Bellasinos. <laughs> 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 um... But yeah, other than that, I've just been, I've been sleeping through the night. I'm officially over jet lag. Um, <laughs> one month later, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I beat it. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of my week. I just go to work every day, watch some super awesome reality TV with my friends at the place I'm squatting at. <laughs> In the lovely terms that Andrew yes, tells people. Yeah. When someone um, asks where Manuel is living right now, I'm like, oh, she's squatting with uh, so-and-so. <laughs> It's fine. It's cool. I'm working on it. <laughs> One thing fun. at a time. You got a yeah, job, you know, so I had good. to do the podcast first and then yeah, I yeah. the apartment. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so we have our friend Maddie here, Maddie Erhan. She is our special guest and she's gonna be talking about traveling. Hey guys, what's up? Maddie, tell us why you're an expert in traveling. Um, so I'd like to think that I have traveled many places, but I've traveled to uh, the Dominican Republic, I've traveled to Europe, and I just got back from Africa, so uh, everything's fresh in my brain. Um, so I thought I would start out by saying some tips and tricks about the airport, because I know that it can get really like frustrating, and I get flustered um, going through it. So like some things that you guys might not know. So if you carry on a bag, you can't have liquids more than three ounces, or they will take them away from you and throw them away. Trust me, I got pulled into... A small room because I had a perfume in my bag that was more than three ounces and they yelled at me wondering what kind of um what kind of like chemical was in this bottle and I was like it's um it's actually uh Japanese cherry blossom (laughs) (laughs) do you want to use it as mace (laughs) so yeah you can't have anything more than three ounces if it's more than three ounces it has to be in a checked bag um And then, like, when you're going through security, make sure you take all of your electronics out. Also got yelled for that because tried to put my laptop through the scanner. They didn't (laughs) like that. Um, And then make sure you always have your ID out because you never know when you're going to have to use it. You have to use it, like, four times. 
Um, and then when you're checking your bag, your check bag can only be 50 pounds. And so when you're flying in state, I bring an extra bag with me. And if it's over 50 pounds, I just shove everything I can into the extra mm. bag and then carry it onto the flight. But if you're flying international, your carry-on bag to the plane also has to be, like, less than a certain amount, and it varies, like, per airline. So I didn't know that, and I brought an extra bag and tried to shove a bunch of shoes into it, and then they were like, what are you doing? Like, Ugh. you can't do that. You already have one. Oh, no. It's all, that one's overweight, too. So no. I was, like, trying to figure out what I could do. Like, can I wear three pairs of shoes onto this plane? <laughs> <laughs> so... You, like, wear them on your hands and stuff? Yeah, like, <laughs> my mittens for the day. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> yeah, so just make sure you do some Googling and research before um, so you don't look like an idiot in front of everyone trying to check their bags. How funny. Um, yeah, and then I realized that you should probably get to your gate first before you try and eat food because I've had to run through the Chicago airport because um, I just really wanted some deep dish pizza Took too long, almost missed my flight. Oh, no. I know. I made it. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, so those are just a few things that I've learned from traveling. Um, oh, yeah, wear slip-on shoes because you have to take them off to go through security. You know what? When we were in Asia, they didn't make us take our shoes off. No. Isn't that interesting? interesting. Did they do that in Africa? I don't know. I have to get padded down every time. So. I oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so what are some of the differences, like, flying... Uh, Continental. Yeah. International. International, like, to the different continents. Is yeah. that... Intercontinental fly. I meant to the different continents. You like, mean, like, internationally. Not like yeah. U.S. to Canada. None of that, none of that like stuff. Like, Africa <laughs> to Europe. Um, so... How is that flight? Well, it's different because, uh, depending on, like, what airline you are, the flight attendants, like, English might be their second language, so you just kind of have to, like, be conscious of that, um... But it's really nice because every international flight has TVs in the, in the mm-hmm. uh, seat back, so you can watch whatever you want. Um, yeah, that's how I watched The Greatest Showman. Didn't have to spend a Me penny. Too. Oh, I did oh that also. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Olivia, if you're listening, The Greatest Showman was mentioned today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you also normally get a meal because they're such longer flights that they'll serve you, like, literally a full meal. Like, they have a chef on the plane to give you like Ooh. it's like chicken or pasta and you get like bread with it and when I was on my way to Ireland we got like a little Irish butter my Aww. mom tried to keep it and I was like Sharon it's butter you, you gotta throw it away what's butter. Irish butter? it's just like I don't know it's just different it's got like a cream in it I guess it's oh. just like it's famous and I don't know why but it's so good it's like Texas Roadhouse butter (laughs) the cinnamon (laughs) just like a staple Mm, I love butter (laughs) and then the planes are usually like way bigger so Mm -hmm. like the plane that we took back from Africa had um three rows and it was like two seats four seats and then two seats okay Lots of, not a lot of leg room, actually. Actually, Lots of room to walk around and stretch because you're going to be on a plane forever, so make sure you get the blood pumping. Yeah. Nice. Those uh, calisthenics in the back of the plane, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, So your longest flight was to Ireland? Uh, My longest flight now was from Istanbul back to New York. Oh, how long was it? It was like, um, was it like 11 hours, I think? Oh. Yeah. So, that was the longest one. Um, it was good, though, because I was super tired. We left at, like, 3 in the morning, uh, well, from the time zone I was used to sleeping in. 
and I hadn't <laughs> slept the night before. We oh, like no. pulled an all nighter. No. So I slept like four or five hours on the plane. So it was basically like a normal flight for me. Okay. <laughs> and it was nice because we were in the very front row of like the start of coach. So like there's a ton of leg room and my oh, legs nice. were like just long enough that I could put them up on the wall oh, and like nice. sleep comfortably. So it was great. There you go. <laughs> the flight attendant didn't walk by and like slap your legs or anything. <laughs> no, because they didn't have to cut through them. Oh, okay. So yeah. Okay. And I was in the middle, so no one had to get over me. Oh nice. Okay. It was great. Solid. Wow, what a nice seat. Yeah. What do you recommend for like bringing on a plane for entertainment? You mentioned they have like movies and stuff, but like what do you? Yeah, so um, I always bring headphones just because, like, they'll normally give you headphones on the plane, but they're always not, like, the best quality, and I like the ones that, like, go into, like, my ears, not Mm -hmm. that just lay over the top, so, like, that's just my preference, so I always bring a pair of those, and the plain ones, like, kind of break easily, Um, and then I always bring a blanket because I always get cold, (laughs) and then I also, if I'm not cold, I can use that blanket as a pillow. Um, I brought a neck pillow to Africa and didn't use it once. It was so awkward. So I almost thought about just throwing it away because I really didn't use it. But then it was my mom. So I was like, I guess I should keep it. (laughs) Um, and then I always bring a book because, uh, like at times I just get tired of watching like movie after movie after movie on like such a long flight. I mean, like an 11 hour flight, you could end up watching like five movies if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Yeah. So, um, I bring a book and they have like overhead lighting that you can turn on if the lights are off, like, cause it's an overnight, overnight flight or something. Um, and then I always pack snacks and, um, like water bottles, like sealed water bottles because they won't let you take an open mm, water bottle right. through security. So I always buy one of those before I get on the plane. Um, I think that's about it. I used to bring, like, back in the day, I used to bring a portable DVD player. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? That's so cute. Aww. And I would bring, like, DVDs to play on yes. it. Yes. Um, but I guess that's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And then bring a phone charger. Um, mm. Not every plane has phone charging ports, but a lot of them do. So, like, I played games on my phone a lot. Um, trying to think of what else. That's basically it. The DVD player that got me a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Intuitive. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so like, what about like when you're actually in the other country or just like the destination that you're going to, like what, what are some things you recommend as like a travel, okay. travel buff? Well, so I'm going to reference Ireland because that was the like most recent one that I've been on where not everything was already planned out for me. So, um... I got kind of lucky and my cousin's a travel agent so she like booked the flight and looked everything up for us but like me the person that I am wanted to like double check and make sure that like everything was right and then like look up other things too because I'm like being in a foreign country like I want to have options like which I'm glad I did because there was a lot of times that we would get somewhere and not realize that it didn't open for another two hours or Mm -hmm. it was closed on this certain day or like, oh, we don't feel like going all the way there today, so let's stay local today. So it it's good to have, like, different options and not such a structured... Like, it's good to have a structured schedule, but <laughs> be flexible at the same time. It's like, we absolutely have to do this even yeah. though it's raining. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the first day that we got there, we were like, oh, we're going to check into the hotel, and then we're going to go see this famous jail that's in Dublin, Ireland. Like, it was, like, a huge part of our family history, like, as weird as that sounds. Um, <laughs> and our, uh, it turns out that, like, our cousin, like, was there and then, like, escaped from it. And, Ooh. like, 
sailed to a different country. I don't know. It was wild. So we were like, that's the first thing that we're going to do. And then it turns out that it took us four hours to check into our room because they didn't have our room ready. Oh, wow. So, like, that just went out the window. And my, like, me and my cousin, like, kind of stepped up and we were like, you know what? Like, since we don't have anything else to do, I saw that there was this famous pub. Let's go there instead. It's right down the street. So, like, we had a backup plan other than, like, well, what do we do now? Like, Mm -hmm. and none of us had internet because you're in a foreign country and it doesn't work there. So... You kind of have to make sure you plan ahead, make sure you know where you're going. We wrote a bunch of stuff down, like, on the notes in our phones and, like, stuff like that so that we didn't have to have internet to get there. Oh, nice. So, so you didn't have to, like, pay for an international mm-hmm. thing. Gotcha. Yeah, because an international plan is literally so expensive. You never know where they're going to have Wi-Fi. In Ireland, they were telling us that they would have Wi-Fi in every single pub and every single building and that the buses and the trams all had Wi-Fi. And, like, they had Wi-Fi, but it wasn't good. Like, hmm. it didn't work. It never oh. worked. So, gotcha. yeah. Nice. Plan ahead. And then, um, like, make sure, like, it's all fun, like, doing the touristy things. But, like, kind of live like a local one day. Because even if it's by accident, which is what we did. So, we <laughs> were, like, trying to get to the Jameson Whiskey uh, oh, Distillery. distillery. Uh-huh. Yeah. And got so lost. Asked the locals where to go. And they were like, oh, we'll just ride with you there. And took us to the complete opposite side of Dublin Uh. and then when we got off the tram the people were like no it's that way and then the girls were like well we're from a small town like outside of here we actually don't really know where we're going and we were like what okay wow (laughs) so we like ended up in this like really weird part of Dublin and like we're like it'll take too long to get all the way back to where we're going it's not even worth it like so and then it started raining and we were like what else could happen so we were all, like, running down the street, and we are like, let's just go in here. And we knocked through these doors. Like, nine American girls walked through this door. Oh, there was one guy with us. Um, we walked through this door, and all the locals just, like, stare at us for two seconds. We're like, oh, great. And all of a sudden, they just start, like, playing this Irish music. Like, <laughs> one guy had a drum. One guy had, like, a little, like, or not a drum, a guitar. And one guy had, like, a little harmonica thing. And they were singing traditional Irish music. Oh, nice. And it was like, there was no way we would have ever found this if we wouldn't have just, like, completely, like, ditched our plans and, like, just gone into some random pub in the middle of, like, some part of Dublin that I don't even know where yeah. it was anymore. That makes me think of <laughs> nice. Leap Year. What like, a fun with, adventure. With yes. Amy Adams, like, yeah. they were, like, oh running gosh. through the rain, they, like, burst through and, like, interrupted a wedding accidentally. Yes, and, it's exactly yeah. like that. So I actually watched that movie right before I left. Yes. <laughs> and it's, like, the exact same thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, so let's funny. get in the spirit of Ireland. Leap Year, the luck of the Irish, like, <laughs> what other movies <laughs> can yes. I watch? Yes. <laughs> How funny. Solid. You have any questions? Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and do my final question. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So, Maddie, if you could share one thing about traveling with everybody in the world, what would it be? (laughs) Okay, y'all. If you have Instagram, (laughs) if you don't, get it. Because you need to follow TSA Official on Instagram. They post, it's like literally the security at, at airports, and it's like, the airports all throughout the country and they post whatever they find in bags oh so like it's literally wild you would not believe the kind of thing that people would try to take into the airport and then the captions are like puns of the object that they found 
So, like, there was one that they found a butcher knife, and the first sentence of the comment was, we're not going to, we're going to try not to butcher this, uh, this comment, and then underneath it's like, you can't bring butcher knives into the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's crazy. There's been, like, live snakes that have tried (gasps) to go through, like... Oh my gosh. These daggers that have, they're like disguised as like skull heads. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Do it. Wow. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, Maddie. We appreciate you. And we're going to move on to the drink segment. Yes. Um, Andrew brought some white Zen. That's right. And we're all going to try it. Except for Maddie. (laughs) I've got my pink raspberry flavored water. There we go. (laughs) She'll be 21 in a year. Okay. Oh, good job, Andrew. Actually, did I spill it on myself? No, No, I think you're good. Okay, solid. Um, this is Andrew's favorite wine. Yes. I think I've had it like twice. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) I don't know how much to pour. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) But Andrew gives you less wine than him. (laughs) What a weirdo. You can pour more for yourself. Also, I'll specify... I'll just drink from the bottle. The, <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. Uh, Andrew hates when you drink after. <laughs> <laughs> this is Winking Owl, uh, the Aldi brand, which I've never had before. I always get barefoot. So oh, this is okay. this is a new experience for me, too. Okay. And Maddie is drinking her uh, strawberry-flavored lemonade. Pink, le- uh, pink lemonade-flavored nice. water. We'll just pretend we're all drinking the same thing, even though we're not. Clink. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. He goes, love it. I'm dead. Tastes great. Wait, where's my uh, adjective sheet? Mm. Right behind, right there. Oh, thank you. you. It's, it. it's all folded up. It is. I'll choose choose three adjectives: soothing, <laughs> divine, <laughs> preferred. <laughs> I'm dead. Let me pick three adjectives. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll say pure. <laughs> um, hmm. Fruit forward. Mm. Mm-hmm. And hmm. <laughs> Juicy. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> no, I like it. I yeah, I don't think I've ever had white zin before. Maybe maybe I have. I don't know. Who knows? Um but yeah, I like it. It's light. Mm-hmm. It's easy on the mouth. <laughs> Semi-sweet. Um, with that, should we do our pop culture segment? Yeah. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, I can go first. So we're surprising each other today. Neither of us know which uh, media we are critiquing. Or I mean, we know what we're individually critiquing, but the other person doesn't know. <laughs> so I did a TV show called The Incredible Dr. Pole, which I have never heard of before, but my parents were actually watching it when I was back in St. Louis. It's on its 13th season right now. It's been airing since 2011, and it is on Nat Geo Wild, like the cable channel, which is owned by National Geographic. It takes place in Weidman, Michigan, like rural Michigan, and it follows Dr. Jan Pohl, a 75-year-old veterinarian who uh, owns his own like family practice and specializes in large fam- or large farm animals, uh, as well as uh, <laughs> like small like domestic pets as well. 
Um, and he sees more than 19,000 patients. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, he is, or so some of the types of animals he takes care of are horses, cows, sheep, alpacas, pigs, goats, chickens, and the occasional reindeer. Hmm. Um, he, let's see, his wife is like the office manager, bookkeeper, and then he has a son who's like in his 30s that's like an assistant to him, and then there's two other vets that work there, Dr. Brenda and Dr. Emily. It's like a reality show. Um, which I, I like, because you know, like, reality shows, like, it's, there's a lot of fanfare and it gets kind of annoying, but, like, this is a reality show that's been around for a while, but no one knows about it, so it's, like, it's more chill. I love um, reality TV. And also, he's, like, I'll just give, like, a quick bio about all these people. So, so Dr. Pohl was born in the Netherlands and raised on a family dairy farm. He graduated from Utrecht University in 1970. Wow, good accent. Uh, thank you. Been practicing vet medicine for over 35 years. Um, he is an advocate for... Where is it? Oh, no, I lost it. But no, it, it was talking about how, like, a lot of, like, family farms, like, that's kind of like a dying business, and he's an mm-hmm. advocate for them. Um, nice. Then his wife, uh, she's from Michigan, and she met Jan Pohl when he was a foreign exchange student at their high school. In 1961. Wow, what luck. Yeah, precious. Uh, and then Very. I like this. Um, so she like got her master's degree in special reading. Today, Diane works at Pole Veterinary Services as the office manager and bookkeeper, and she also enjoys teaching Sunday school at her church. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, they're cute. Um, and then uh, Dr. Brenda, she's like this uh, kind of like this matter of fact, like blunt person who's... Uh, um, working there as well. And then their son, he's, uh, he's like collects classic cars or something like that. But, um, anyways, so the episode I watched, the animals that they saw, stop pointing to the beverages, you guys. I'm trying to talk. (laughs) We're still Uh, listening. (laughs) Get this. There was a miniature donkey in the episode that I watched. Little Sebastian. (laughs) No, that's a pony. Okay, sorry. Miniature horse. No, a miniature donkey. Um, and he had like, he had a run in with the porcupine. I'm still listening. Yeah, yeah. To you. So like, there was this infected spot like on his face under his eye. I almost ran into a skunk um, last night. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then like, it was this cute little like donkey running around. And like, there was a dog that it was like the lady owned a dog and a donkey, mini donkey, and they're like running around with each other. It was cute. Um, so Dr. Pohl, like, went to her farm and, like, dug through his wound and was, like, pulling out stuff, and, you know, he's, like, saying all these, like, animal facts. Um, in that episode, there was also a livestock pregnancy checkup, Ooh. and there are, like, 30 cattle that he was, like, checking each one, one by one, Ew. like, mm, this one's four months pregnant, you know, he's <laughs> oh casual. Oh, um, There was a bearded dragon that was not eating, and its owner was, like, what's wrong with him? And then it turned out that the beard dragon had worms, and the lady's like, oh, I've been kissing him. And he's like, okay, what? don't do that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I have to start watching this. Um, and this then, all right, and then this is my favorite. There was an obese bunny that came in named Bun Bun. Bun Bun? Yes, which Cute. is funny because my sister had a stuffed bunny named Bun Bun growing up. That was like, Aww, yeah, yeah. Abby. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, Bun Bun like, wasn't moving, and they're like, what's wrong with Bun Bun? And so the Bun Bun's owner was like, well, I've been doing this and this, and I just don't know what's wrong. And Dr. Pohl's like, all right, let me take a look. And he flips Bun Bun over on <laughs> his, her, I don't know if it was him or her, but on on his back. And there's like 
<laughs> right away, Dr. Pool's like, oh. And, like, they zoom in, like, to its rear end, and there's, like, brown stuff all around it. And then the narrator is like, yes, this is a case of poopy butt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Explain. So, basically, bunnies, they, like... When they poop, there's, like, two different kinds of poop. There's, like, the kind that we see that's, like, the harder pellets, but then there's, like, some softer kind that they actually, like, re-ingest, and there's, like, nutrients and stuff in Ooh. it that's, like, important for their digestive system. Okay. But I guess because Bun-Bun was, like, so large, like, she, he, she, he couldn't, like, roll over to, like... <laughs> Just say like, the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> Bun-Bun's such a great name. No, it was, like, it was kind of, like, getting caught up in that, her fur down there, and so, like, she couldn't lick it or whatever, so it was just, like kind of like getting like hard and stuff down there and like she was kind of becoming immobile (laughs) also the owner like had no idea that this was on her bunny's rear end like she like how do you not smell it i don't know and also just like to smell i don't know she just like kept the bunny in like a crate and like she only like looked at its face or what but i don't think so but i just don't understand how you wouldn't realize that your bunny like had this like hardened poop on its rear i don't know uh, because she she like gasped like when they turned (laughs) over the bunny maybe she was just faking she was like, oh, she I knew. don't know what happened to Bun Bun. And then she's like, oh, no, really? I she's have like, no idea. Can I, you fix it? Because I, I, I don't want to because I don't know how to handle responsibility. I don't know how to handle poopy butt. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like the show a lot. I would I would recommend it. Uh, Dr. Pull is knowledgeable and interesting. Uh the animals were cool. Like, how often do you see, like, a miniature donkey? Yeah. Um, that, like, in the United States that someone owns, like, in Michigan. But, um, and then the clients and owners are interesting. Uh, like, the lady that kisses the bearded dragon. There was kissing it. one guy yodeling. Uh, I was kind of like, all right. And then there's a lot of the people, like, because it's a rural area, they're, like, participants in 4-H fair, like, uh, shows and stuff, like, competitions. So there's, like, a lot of kids, like, I'm hoping my pig can make it in this competition but i don't know and then dr pulls like in there with his like vaccines or whatever he's like oh we'll take care of this you know uh so it it's good it's enjoyable good family fun um before i get my rating real fast i will say quick fact um uh oh no wait 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 dr pulls licensed to practice veterinary medicine in the state of michigan and the netherlands uh, wow. Diane Pohl is a member of Zeta Tau Alpha Sorority. So shout out to Sammy Garnier. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, my, my Zeta friend. Um, oh. she's all about Zeta. Um, and then <laughs> Dr. Pohl makes his own beef jerky. Yes. And Dr. Pohl drove so fast to his farm calls on the show that several times the production crew could not keep up with him and got lost as a result. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so yes, I... Dedication. I give the show a B just because I'm not an animal show guy or a reality show guy in general but like this is pretty good and pretty interesting so i give it a b um if you like that stuff you'd probably give it an a or a plus and uh the new season is currently on nat geo wild on saturdays at 8 p.m the next episode is this saturday uh, august 4th at 8 p.m you can also just google watch the incredible dr pull and you'll be able to watch episodes but that's awesome that's thanks my... for sharing andrew yeah I really like that. I might have to watch that. <laughs> you should, you should. All right, tell me about yours. Um, okay, mine is also reality TV, but probably not as good as that. <laughs> um, I'm here to talk about The Proposal. <laughs> no! Yes! Yes! Oh my goodness. Maddie and I love this show, right, along so with our friend Leah. I watched one episode oh of this with, with Manuela and Leah. Can you let me I... give my 
Don't okay, no, no, I'll just say, I'll just, okay. Yeah. Are you found on this it? show. Okay, yes, I know. Jeez, you're not supposed to talk right now. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so we've been watching the proposal pretty religiously around here. Um, so yeah, it is reality TV, just came out with their first season this year. It's on ABC on Monday nights at 9. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I did do a bunch of like direct quotes because it just explains it so well on the website Uh-oh. and I knew I would butcher it. <laughs> and it's just more exciting to read it dramatically. So, all right. Ten contestants compete in a series of pageant style rounds to win the heart of a mystery suitor or sutress. So anyway, it's created by Mike Fles- Fleece. Uh, anyway, he's the guy that created The Bachelor. Uh, he also created this show. And it's, like, it switches between guy and girl each week, meaning, like, there could be one guy and ten girls, winning, like, going after this guy, or there could be one girl and ten guys that are trying to propose to this girl. So there's four rounds that they ha- the contestants have to go through. The first one is, like, their introduction and the first, like, sentence or so they want to say to their uh, suitor. Um, and then the second round is where they bare their souls in their beachwear. <laughs> <laughs> The third round is where they answer the suitor's most pressing romantic questions, which can be, like, no, like, it can be anything in the world. Um, And then the last uh, round is when they meet, it says, meeting the suitor's most trusted family member. Um, But yeah, and so every time that a round goes, like, if the guy doesn't feel a connection with someone, he, like, kicks them out, kind of. So it goes from ten people to um, a final two, where the final two both have a chance to um, give a proposal to this suitor. So it says, after each phase, the daters who fail to connect with the mystery suitor are whittled down, leading to the dramatic and highly anticipated reveal. When the two remaining daters finally meet the mystery suitor for the first time and present a romantic proposal of their choice, will there be a marriage proposal that can't be refused? Ooh. Ooh. Go watch it. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Um, okay. You Andrew, guys love it. Andrew, you might love this. <laughs> it was rated a 1.8 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> accurate. Very accurate. I would rate it an A. No, I would rate it a B. Because <laughs> last night, like, Liam, our friend Leah, who was on the podcast with, um, like, being awkward, she made this really good comment saying, it might be rigged where, like, the final, like, the mystery suitor picks a really, like, outrageous person and then, like, a really perfect person to be, um, like, the two final contestants. And then he always picks the outrageous one. And we're like, bro, we wanted the perfect one because you guys would have been perfect. Like, do you even know what love is? And so it always happens. <clears throat> but apparently there are sometimes it doesn't happen. So mm. just always keeps you on your toes. It's so Yikes. much fun. Um, come hang out at Five Tennis Grand <laughs> if you want to watch it sometime. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mabel was like, I'm not living here for very long. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, okay, so. Nice. Any more thoughts? Um, I, it'll be interesting to see. To me, a show like that would not survive very long, but the kind of things that people like, you know, they... Some things just go on and on. So, you yeah. know, we'll see. It'll be interesting to follow. 
I mean, I don't care if it doesn't survive because at least I saw a season <laughs> and it was great. One point eight like, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> just like the idea of it is so funny. It's like The Bachelor, like. It's like speed dating, like yeah. It's basically edition. The Bachelor, but in one hour. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's pretty great. Interesting. Love it or hate it, it's fine. All right, moving on to our quote jar. Yes, yes. Uh, we don't have the jar, but I will put the quotes in my hand. We have random quotes. <laughs> um, no, you read the quote to me. Oh, I, I, it's been so long, I forgot how we do this. <laughs> Fishing? Yeehaw! What? <laughs> what is that even? <laughs> uh, so I'm, I guess I'm supposed to guess if this was fictional or if someone... In, oh, wait, I know, thought so. I said fact or fiction. Well, but you wrote it. It's in your handwriting. Oh, so, so I should have read it. Yeah, but sorry, did I don't? Do you I see have, the answer? Uh, oh no! Oh, I remember this. Okay, fact or fiction? Um, the quote again: "Fishing, yeehaw!" I'm gonna say it's someone we know. Real fact. Life. You are correct. Would you like to take a guess on who it is? Matthew Norman. No. Oh, great. <laughs> no. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it is the one and only Sebastian Sebev. Oh, nice, nice. Alrighty. All right. Um, you have an announcement. That's it. Oh, yeah. Announcement. We're on iTunes. If you aren't aware of that already, go subscribe to us and rate us five stars. I rated us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> shameless. <laughs> I am shameless. <laughs> Um, and then I was going to say that I, the last episode I mentioned that, uh, like early 1900s etiquette book that our friend Levi was reading, uh, the name of it is the etiquette of engagement and marriage subtitle, a guide to modern manners, courtship and marriage first published in 1903. And, uh, the author is G R M Devereaux. That's D as in donkey E V. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know how to do, you know, the Charlie, Beta, you know, whatever. All right, Devereaux, D-E-V as in Violet, E as in Edward, R-E as in Edward, U-X. I'm done. G-R-M Devereaux. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Everyone look up that book. We will discuss it on the next podcast. Just kidding. We're not doing a book club. <laughs> we should read an excerpt from it. <laughs> Two Friends with Nothing in Common is produced by Manuela Lenz and Andrew Minky. Special thanks to this week's guest, Maddie Erhan. Two Friends with Nothing in Common is recorded in the Ozarks.